Hi, I'm Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. I'm also the podcast host of Invest in Her and an award-winning producer, author, and TEDx speaker. Our show, Invest in Her, features phenomenal female founders and funders. As you know, women receive less than 2% of venture capital funding. Our series is about accelerating the funding of women by connecting them to funding resources. Let's meet today's guest. Welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Katherine Gray, and I am so excited today to be talking about a new Broadway-bound musical that I'm co-producing called Millennials Are Killing Musicals. Yes, that really is the title. And it is so fun, and I am so excited today to have on the extraordinary writer, creator, producer of that show, Nico Juber, and also the director and producer of the show, Sierra Renee. Let's welcome them to the show. Hi, girls. How are you? Hi. Hi. Good. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my God. You know I'm so excited about this show. Uh, You know, we're fundraising for it because uh, it's going to open off-Broadway in May. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And then I think we collectively all agree that this show is Broadway-bound. Yeah. Yeah. We're manifesting. We're We're manifesting manifesting that for sure. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say... Nico, the writing is incredible. Uh, the music is incredible. You're a genius. And I want people to um, get to know you two today on the set because, uh, Sierra, you're an amazing uh, director, Broadway actress. Uh, you were in uh, Waitress and yes. also uh, played Elsa as in Frozen yes. on Broadway. Yes, I did. Um, I'm sure a lot of our viewers, you know, would love to hear that story, how that manifested. Sure. And uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the two of you, how you came together to create this amazing show and what we think the future future holds and I want to talk about what you're doing differently that most of the Broadway shows are not let's start with a female director and a female writer producer (laughs) yeah and a mostly female team and three main female leads like that sets it apart right from the get-go right Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I think that people think we've made more progress than we have in that arena and (laughs) You know, things are definitely... When you say we, like not we, but no, no, the in theater, general. Yeah, the yeah. theater community. Yeah. And I think there's been a lot of steps forward uh, towards equity and inclusion. And I think that there's still a huge gender gap that we've, mm-hmm. you know, we've come up against and yeah. seen continue. And so that's been something that's been really important to us is to kind of spread the awareness that in 2019, only 13% of writers on Broadway were female identifying and yeah. same actually the same number for directors for directors as well 13% right. yeah but the ticket buyers are 68% women right. so right. There's a huge gap. <laughs> so out of alignment, and yes. we're going to fix that. Lindsay. Yeah. Well, this is the beginning. Uh, so, uh, Nico, let's talk a little bit about your amazing family, your background, what's in your DNA. Like, because how does someone write this genius pop culture, you know, <laughs> uh, musical? The music is amazing. The dialogue's great. It's hilarious. Um, you know, where does this come from? 
Well, I think yeah. some of it's genetics, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's the argument of nature versus nurture with me, I guess. Yeah. Um, I actually worked in high-tech marketing for 15 years. I'm a nearly 21-year uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor. So that really yeah. kind of set me on a path of I need a corporate job, I need benefits, because that didn't. there was no Obamacare at the time. It didn't exist. And so I grew up in a family where everyone was a professional artist. My mom's a writer. My dad's a guitarist. Um, he played guitar for Paul McCartney and Wings. And um, my mom's side of the family, everyone are comedy writers. My grandfather created Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch. His name is Sherwood Schwartz. And so, and my sister, Ilse Juber, is a pop songwriter. Um, so I'm surrounded by yeah. this, but <laughs> yeah. I never thought that it was something that I could do professionally and really just put it all to the side. I had my kids, which was incredibly lucky. I was told I they didn't know if I could have kids because of the oh, chemo wow. that I had. Um, so I have two girls now who are seven and a half and nine and a half. But a few years ago, I had a millennial existential crisis and wrote a musical, as yeah. one does, I guess, when, <laughs> when you come from a family like this. And I forgot to mention that my parents have also written musicals together. So I had that as a role model growing up. But again, really didn't take it seriously for myself until I started doing it and then seeing the way that other people reacted to the work that I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, not only that, the fact that you spent all those years in corporate America, I think, lends itself to you being one of these rare producer <laughs> writers that creates a show and then is also such a great businesswoman that you've brought in the right people to direct it, to do the choreography, to do every aspect of it, the management, um, all people mostly from Broadway. And so with that segue, let's talk about you, Sierra. Hey. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're a, this accomplished Broadway actress that wants to be directing. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful opportunity mm -hmm. for you two to come together. Yeah. Let's talk about how you two met. Yeah, so um, actually my alma mater, Baldwin-Wallace University, um, they are connected with NAMT, and uh, Nico won a NAMT competition over the pandemic. Uh, writing Which is a, a writer's competition, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. It, so this was a, a major playwriting award that had nothing to do with millennials. This is no, a total is a other show. show. Yeah. <laughs> very, very different. Dystopian <laughs> drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so she won that, and um, the director of my program knew that I wanted to start directing was like, hey, what about the show? Do you want to work with yeah. Nico Juber? And it's so funny, when I first saw the name, I was like, is that a guy? I don't want to work with a guy. I'm just very passionate about working with women and, yes. and you know changing those numbers like we were talking about. Um, but of course, I did a little Googling and found <laughs> out who Nico really was. Um, and so we worked on that, and we made a completely um, digital, like, from afar over Zoom version of this 15 minute musical that she wrote, which was really, really dope. Very different sound and feel than a lot of the stuff that you see on, um, mm -hmm. you know, Broadway and off Broadway, and more so in the contemporary vein, which is, I think, part of your genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and we just really, we really vibed, not, not only as just artists, but as humans and like what we care about yeah. and what we like want to see happen in this industry. Right. Um, I know you both want to see more people on Broadway. 
women, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. BIPOC, being able to tell their stories mm-hmm. and being able to produce these shows, write them, Absolutely. create the stories. We don't see enough of that no. on Broadway. And I think that's what makes what you two are doing so exciting and why I'm so happy to be a part of this collaboration. Yeah. And anybody out there listening, uh, you know, might want to get behind something like this because it is so game changing and mm-hmm. it's something that we need. I do believe it's the arts that can help drive women forward by telling their stories yeah. and inspiring people with storytelling. This is key to changing culture, right? Mm-hmm. To see all of our stories changing there. Changing the narrative. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. By expanding who gets to tell the stories Absolutely. and who the stories are about. Yeah, yes. Totally. So now let me ask you this. Um, how did you get into Broadway? You know, what, what, what <laughs> yeah. I don't even know yeah. the story, so yeah. I'm excited to hear it, you know, <laughs> because I'm sure it's many girls' dreams to sure. be on Broadway, sure. especially Elsa in Frozen. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Or an amazing show like Waitress. So sure. what, what was your uh, stepping stones to getting there before you stepped into this directing? Yeah. And was it like the most exhilarating high to reach that pinnacle? Mm. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. I, I had a little bit of an, an interesting um, journey with musical theater. I was always a singer um, and thought I was going to be a Christian music singer for a while. And then I wanted to do secular music. And I was like working with a Motown producer and like, you know, thought that was what I was going to do. And then I like, did a musical in high school and like got the theater bug and decided I wanted to go to college for it. I wanted to like train up and get the skills. I did so many music, as many as I could. I was just ravenous, like auditioning for anything that was in the area where I grew up. Um, And then actually started working professionally before I went to college. I did my first regional show. um, And then I went to Baldwin Wallace and then I graduated, showcased all the things. Um, And, you know, within the first couple of months, I had been auditioning so much that I got all the no's and then I finally got a a yes. And I actually got three yeses. I had three Broadway shows to choose from. Wow. (laughs) Which was pretty cool. That is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it happened very, very quickly. Um, And... It was incredible, and like most things, it was not at all like what I expected, you know, and good ways, bad ways, you know, you learn so much. Um, So I'm always very grateful. My first show was Big Fish on Broadway. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I think ultimately, though, like I... I love it and I've always loved it and at the same time I've always had this bone in me that was like I want to help the whole room yeah you know like I I love doing my part and taking care of my character and like you know caring about that arc but I also was like so interested in everybody else's too and I was like oh I want to like oh I have a thought and they're like it's not your part and I was like oh right okay (laughs) so I just feel like I've always sort of had this director bone in me Um, so it's nice now to feel like I'm at a place in my career where I can really start expanding and 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 following that I love that and how many times has that happened to people in Hollywood I mean Mm -hmm. look at Ron Howard Mm -hmm. started off as an actor Mm -hmm. now he's the producer director Mm -hmm. and you know um, I've always thought that you're probably going to be a better uh, director by having been an actor, right? Because you yeah. understand then the actor's perspective. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. not every actor would make a great director. <laughs> but it's when you have that capability of yeah. doing both well, right. then I think probably the best directors are ones that have lived right. in those shoes. Yeah. And you've done TV mm-hmm. and Broadway and Film. so many yep. things. Yeah. So. 
you have that expertise, mm. but if you have that innate drive within mm -hmm. you to be a director, a calling, yeah. well then, you gotta go. You, know, you gotta it. go, you gotta for, go it. for it. What a great one to yes. to be directing. Yeah, it was know? such a blessing when Nico was like, "Hey, I really liked working on the first thing. What about this other thing that's totally different from it? That's like a ninety-minute <laughs> comedy extravaganza <laughs> with a like, really funny, silly name. Yes, <laughs> with a crazy name." And I was like, "Sure, okay." Yeah, everybody so. I tell the name to, they crack up. You know, <laughs> you can't help but to laugh. Millennials, yeah. millennials are killing music. You, you do have to yeah. pause for laughter. Every time, every time you say it. Yeah. I just told someone today about it, and they laughed out loud on the phone. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a great title, and the script is amazing. Just laugh out loud, funny. I was I was so blown away by your writing. Um, so now what's happening? So you guys are putting all these positions together for women to from Broadway to mm -hmm. be on your team. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about who, because that's very exciting. Some people up for Tonys and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they could be working on anything, mm -hmm. but they want to work on this show because it is so amazing mm -hmm. and so groundbreaking and so different than everything else out there. Like you always say, there's a lot of remakes, but this is original and it's very today. I love that quote from uh, the art director. I don't know if you know. Uh, from uh, New York. Theater Barn, yeah, yeah, so, yep, yeah, where he says it's ripped from pop culture and humorous and so poignant yeah. for today, yeah. Um, and then let's talk also about who you're casting, uh, in this musical, mm -hmm. also from Broadway. Mm -hmm. That again, they could be in any show, but they're choosing to be a part of this, and that's very exciting. So, yeah. let's talk about some of the people. Yeah, that um, you can. Yeah, that, yeah, well, we. I know. So, like, when, I was like, when does when when does this come out? Just yeah. to make sure we're, we're putting <laughs> soon. Up the press release soon um, of of our really awesome cast that we've been assembling. Um, just like some of the funniest people who come in and are so committed and just like throw spaghetti at the wall in like a great way, right? Yeah, just have yeah. so many ideas. Um, so that's been really um, wonderful. But if we can, this is happening after yeah. we do the announcement I'm hoping yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So, so, yeah this will be coming out at like March 1st something perfect like okay yeah. so um, so for our uh, filter characters which uh, we haven't quite talked about the gist of the show yet but in, in the show there's a big social media aspect of it um, and so we have actual Instagram filters being represented by humans on stage I know it's great it's great <laughs> um, and so our our filters, our three different filters, um, are being played by Max Crum, which is just, again, just a really fabulous, super skilled actor. Um, JWB, um, what they go by, um, also hilarious. I every time even when we're just talking and not doing any like yeah. we're just talking like humans it's just the funniest <laughs> conversation um and then uh, uh a sort of new to the scene actress um briny i want to say wallace. wallace yes briny wallace um and she is um finishing up with beautiful noise right now mm. Um, and before that was in Book of Mormon. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So already we've got really yeah. a really top great, notch people. Right. Exactly. And then you have three. Uh, I don't know if you can say who they are, and that's okay if you can't. But three main female leads yes. in this show. Yes. Well, we could definitely talk about one of them. One of them. Yeah. Who's been set for a while because she just rocks this role. Yeah. Um, Diana Huey. Yeah, Diana Huey. So she's actually been with a couple of different iterations of the role. She was. Um, 
she's had a lot of press actually recently because of all the announcements with Little Mermaid. She was the first um, Asian American woman to play Ariel in the national tour of Little Mermaid. Yeah. So all of the conversations around the movie that came up, she's kind of been, you know, because she faced a lot of the backlash, same backlash mm-hmm. that the actress in the movie has also been facing. And so um, Diana is one of the funniest, most talented <laughs> people I've ever met. Just unbelievable. And um, she I love plays, that she cracks you up just thinking about she her. Does. Yeah. I, she does. She, she does crack me up. Um, and she is playing Katrina, who is an influencer sister. So you've got the main character, Brenda, who's a single mom, ready for love and meaning in her life. Um, like every millennial. Going, going through the millennial existential crisis that we're all always going through. <laughs> that we're all going through. And as a single mom has the weight of the world on her shoulders mm-hmm. and suddenly her sister, who's a hashtag influencer, shows up <laughs> eight months pregnant, completely yeah. unprepared. Thinks that it will be super you know, easy. Super easy mom. Kardashian <laughs> situation. No problem. No problem. Yeah, every Kardashian is a baby. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you do. <laughs> this is normal. <laughs> this is how you grow your brand. So, uh, <laughs> so Diana is playing Katrina. Katrina, the absolutely clueless sister who shows up and um, is obsessed with Ryan Seacrest, wants a reality show, because that's how you win your millennial existential crisis by getting a reality show. So so she and then we also have Brenda, who is still pending right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We're really excited to announce soon. And we also have Jake's mom, um, who is the perfect mom that uh, is at the daughter's school. And her life is actually falling apart behind the scenes. And so the three women have to really come together and are grappling with these filters that we've described who are literally messing with their lives. And this is why I think everybody's going to relate to it Mm -hmm. because you're either a mom, a single mom, or you're a millennial, mm-hmm. or you're somebody obsessed with social media. <laughs> like, it kind of hits general, everybody. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. everybody's going to find this to be there's very funny. There's something for yeah. everyone. Well, I think dads, too, have mm-hmm. really um, found their way into it. But then I'm also surprised all the time that people that I would have never thought would see themselves mm-hmm. in this story, because I think it's yeah. so specific, yeah. that yeah. especially with the relationship to social media, that people find their way in, which yeah. is kind of yeah. exciting. And, and we, there definitely are very funny dad parts in it, oh. too. So there is something for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I just think it's it's just so right on to what's going on in the world today yes. and social media yeah. and the impact it has on us. And Yeah, we, yeah. It's, we actually had the opportunity to um, do a little bit of a, a work workshop on the book of the piece and um, at my alma mater at BW. Um, and so we were working with students there yes. and just only working on the words, not not doing any music or anything like yeah. that, um, which was so, so helpful. And so it, these are people in their like young 20s. Yeah, they're yeah. they're the Gen Z. 19, yeah. 20. Yeah. But they also were like, this is so funny and we love it. And we're like, right. wow, we were like not writing this for you, but we're glad yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're excited about no, it. No, they walked so. in the room. The first thing they said, this is so relatable. So relatable. <laughs> we're like, and, I, I, okay. and I'm so glad. <laughs> glad that you are sharing this because I think this is the detail of research these ladies go to to uh, really make sure mm-hmm. that it's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it was really smart of you to go to the university, to this theater program mm-hmm. and see if these people, these young people related to it. And yeah. they did. So yeah. and they're obviously younger than millennials, mm-hmm. but they still appreciate it. <laughs> 
And we have we have um, other folks who are older than millennials who you know. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Catherine, I might be yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah. did you? Know. Well, we have the Nana. <laughs> I'm Marie. a millennial plus. <laughs> we have the Nana plus, Marie plus, character plus. who uh, will be played by Sherry Sanders. Mm-hmm. We can yeah. say that. We can say their name. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, so did you, I, you may have related to the Nana Marie character who is the yeah. grandma and yeah. in the situation. Oh, thanks, Nico. <laughs> I thought she was the, my the friend. The... the boomer, the, but yeah. you know, yeah. and, but actually is kind of right the whole time. No, you, 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 but you <laughs> yeah. actually do address the boomers and it's great. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so what's the future? So like it's going to open on uh, Off-Broadway in May. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think we can't go on without acknowledging Liz Fleming Absolutely. and Ethan Paulini from um, Out of the Box Theatrics. So they're the oh, yeah. nonprofit who are essentially producing it this round. So we were incredibly lucky to have this opportunity. We met with Liz and we had met with a few people and just to see, you know, what's the right fit? What's the right next home for and this all, piece? And almost all the nonprofit theaters are run by men, right? A lot of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was great to get a woman who kind of had the, yeah. you know, uh, soft spot for you guys and what you're doing and, and, and an alignment in her vision yeah. of wanting to represent un- the underrepresented. And it is no easy feat to get a theater to pick up your production, your off-Broadway production, as it's going into, you know, headed toward Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is no easy thing. Um, and so that right there gives it a big stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you really need to have that relationship yeah. with an artistic director who understands what you're trying to do, that it aligns with their nonprofit mission mm-hmm. of uplifting marginalized voices, and they do site-specific um, projects. Yeah. And so we're going to be at Theater 71, which is such, at 70, a, cool such a cool space, space. <laughs> 71st and Broadway. It's the bottom of a church yeah. that has like <laughs> paintings of Jesus and, and doves and things on, on Good, the Good, because it's going to be ceiling. a spiritual experience. Uh, we're, Very we're spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think w- Out of the Box has been kind of our kind of real partner mm-hmm. and cheerleader just through this whole yeah. process. Yeah. And, you know, we're learning a lot as producers, right, yeah. you know, for for this project. And I can't sing their praises enough. Like, really, yeah. Liz yeah. has been such a great partner to us and such a great champion of the She's work. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you've gotten great press already, which is really unusual before the shows even come out. I mean... Playbill, Theater Mania, many mm-hmm. others are singing y'all's praises. And, you know, people can Google that and get a little flavor for yeah. how excited people are about this show. Yeah, I think we had a lot of success with um, mm-hmm. our, our reading and content version at 54 Below that we did. Yeah. Um, just this past, it was April, a year oh ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> almost, almost a year, almost yeah. a year ago. Um, but no, it, I mean, we were sold out and, yeah. you know, the response was just people having a yeah. really great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, according to the press, uh, you also, you know, uh, I mean, this is so timely and you're right on the money. And uh, I think people are just going to take it as a breath of fresh air. Mm. We hope so. I mean, yeah. I think there's been a little element of that this whole time, which we found because we both of our industry presentations outside of the 54 Below show were packed with people, yeah. you know, yeah. and I'm a 
really, I mean, I had had done the short piece, but I'm, I'm glad not. We're packed with people. With people, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> or dogs. We had a whole okay. room of we dogs. Definitely <laughs> <had> <laughs> <dogs>. <laughs> we did have one dog. We, we did have a dog. We had darling. Darling, dog. my dog. Yes, <laughs> who goes everywhere. Um, she she approves too. She yeah. approves. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that we just got this sense of like we've got something here mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. people are responding to, mm-hmm. and it's new and mm-hmm. original, which again is not something we're seeing a ton of no. coming up. And so, you know, a lot of incredible things happening, but people love new work and I think that's been yeah. also we didn't talk about the team that much, the yes. the rest of the team that we're putting together for this, you know, iteration. Like your, is it your music orchestrator? You want to Well, so yeah. 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 So Ted actually, Ted Arthur, he's been with the project the longest out of, <laughs> out of everyone. Yeah, he yeah. came in really early with me. And his career has really, he's now music supervisor and arranger, um, but he was almost since the beginning and his career's just skyrocketed. He's now the music director on Hercules Mm -hmm. um, and then coming to Broadway, Back to the Future. So he can't be as hands-on as a music director in that same way, but he is able to be hands-on in terms of helping us build our team, craft the team, as a music supervisor, right. which has been awesome. And you have like 80% women working on this team. Yes. Let's talk yes. about a couple yeah. of those stars <laughs> yeah. that you've pulled in. For uh, sure. I know one late, one woman is like uh, possibly up for a Tony and... Yeah. Well, we All we right. don't we don't know. We don't yeah. know. Could, yeah. could be. Could I mean, be. There's, a, there's a good chance, and we're knocking on one. And yeah. fingers crossed for her. Um, yeah. But yeah. So you know, we have uh, Sheila Ramesh is our music director. We have um, uh, uh, Andrea Yoey is uh, assistant. Um, we have um, Macy. Macy Schmidt. Schmidt yep. Who is and- our orchestrator? Who just was the first woman of color orchestrator um, who on did Broadway on Broadway for Kimberly wow. Akimbo oh my gosh yeah. that is so exciting yeah, yeah. really yeah. cool and Sarah and, and then yes for choreography we have Sarah Parker and she's just really like groundbreaking interesting yeah. like doing really cool stuff and, and she's working on other shows too right yes yeah. like, <laughs> she's working on a lot of things yeah. and still making this work because yes. she's just like really dig yeah. it she but she's it, working you know? on other Broadway shows and I mean this is the caliber of women yeah. that you're bringing in yeah. and you know we've talked about this but um, you know the success of Six which I hope many of our uh, listeners have seen, which that was one of my favorite shows last year, um, which was all women-driven cast, six mm-hmm. female main characters, mm-hmm. um, I think kind of is kicking down some doors, uh, showing that ones like you're, you know, that you're producing mm-hmm. uh, have, a, have a place. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, the majority of uh, ticket buyers are women. Why aren't there more shows out there that feature women, a, di- a diverse cast of women, like what you guys are doing? Right. Yeah. Short answer, patriarchy. But yeah. long answer, no. <laughs> I mean, it, but it's the same across industries, right? right. And right. yes. Right. So that's one of the things that I think we bonded over originally, mm-hmm. just in when we were talking about this project. And I had been coming to some of the events that you had invited me to, because we've known each other for a while, just from my old business career. Yeah. But um, just kind of understanding that you know women only get two percent of venture funding. Like yeah. this is, and we don't know who investors are most right. of the time right. on Broadway because mm-hmm. it's behind you know right. co-producer sealed doors. Sealed yeah. doors. So yeah. we don't have that same kind of transparency. So we can mm-hmm. only tell by the types of work that's being produced. Right. 
and the types of stories. And, and, and just like in venture capital, we need more women to become angel investors, mm-hmm. whether it's in venture capital funds, uh, businesses, theater, films. You know, you guys know I'm producing a film called Show Her the Money, yes. uh, you know, the power of funding female founders. So mm-hmm. that goes for the arts, too. Yes. Um, so we want more women to invest in women. And that's the bottom line. That's the name of the show. Invest in her. <laughs> yes. Look, if we're going to change the world. We've, we've got to get resources to women. Yes. Period. Yes. Well, thank you, two for doing what you're doing, because it's definitely going to make a difference. It's making a difference in the fact that you're just doing it. And uh, how can people reach you? Uh, what's what's the best way? Uh, well, we, we're all over the Instagrams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Millennials yeah. are killing musicals is the... it's the That's the handle, at Millennials are killing musicals. Millennials has two, two L's, L's and two, two N's. N's. So. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling. Yeah. That's, a, that's a tough one to spell. Thank God for, uh, what's it called? Autocorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We figure if the best thing that, ha- or the only thing that happens is we teach a whole generation... generation people how to actually spell their generation. To spell, to spell their own <laughs> generation. generation. Then we will have done some good in the world but yeah right yeah 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 so yeah. you can check us out there and also yeah. you're oh yeah i'm at stuff nico likes you can find me there and and i'm at sierra renee eight yeah and you're at what stuff nico likes oh stuff nico likes <laughs> yeah that's my I didn't Instagram. even know that i like that i like that i feel like that's a very are you both on linkedin as well I, yeah, I am. I guess I am. I don't know. <laughs> you know, leave it to the millennial plus 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 to ask. <laughs> we, we've already, you're an honorary millennial, Catherine. We've already yeah, established honorary. That. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you saved yourself there. You can, yeah. you can come join the existential crisis any day. Any day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for being on. This has been amazing. Uh, we appreciate our audience uh, tuning in. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I know you're going to want to see Millennials Are Killing Musicals. Uh, it's going to be off-Broadway in May. You can check out uh, these ladies' Instagrams if you want to find out how to get tickets or, you know, get behind it in whatever way you can. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> and is there a website up yet? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you can go to killingmusicals.com. Killing Killingmusicals.com. <laughs> so check it out. Of course, you can reach me, Catherine Gray, at sheangelinvestors.com and also uh, on Instagram, Catherine Gray, invest in her or sheangelinvestors. And um, also, we have our movie Instagram out now, show her the money. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Let's support women in the arts. Arts is what helps change film and theater, and arts is what helps change culture. So be supportive. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make it a great day. Ladies, thank you so much for for being a part of the show today. Thanks again. (laughs) Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com.